If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to another Pisscast. Welcome to it. On today's show, we've got another heritage for, moment for you about the first female police officer mm-hmm. who was right here in Alberta. We've had some incredible female firsts in this province, haven't we? Really we have. Yeah, we were talking about the pilot yesterday and the yeah very first female pilot and then captain was yep. from Alberta and now the first female police officer. I've included what did you learn today on the podcast because we had someone request that we do that more often and mm-hmm. today's, was a, today's was a good one. It was. Your ideal proposal, your ideal wedding proposal. Yeah. All these companies that are pulling out of Russia, we're going to talk about that. Mm. The top smelliest foods to cook. Yep. Another one of these modern kids' names that I think is pretty funny. And then I'm going to quiz Shauna on whether it's, uh, this is the, the name of a kid, a modern kid name, or the name of a prescription drug. Could be either. More retail rock. But first, your out of context clip of the show. Guess who the new side was up in earlier today. <laughs> The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So we've made fun of white girl quotes on this show at length. We have. At great length. Yep. Basically quotes that you would see on a white girl's wall or my wall. <laughs> the mountains are calling and I must go. Which Live is on my love. wall actually right now. That one not so much. but Dance like no one's watching. All those, right? Beautiful. All those. Yeah, I love them all. Um, but I feel like I need to get in here and take my licks too. Okay. I've discovered that my version of white girl quotes are Marcus Aurelius quotes. I can't say I'm familiar. No. Uh, so Marcus Aurelius, for those who don't know, he was a, a Roman emperor in the second century, and he was one of the main figures in, in the Stoicism school of philosophy. So if you took any philosophy, you would know a lot more about this than I do. But somehow, the social media algorithms have, have figured out that I respond well to his quotes. Oh, good. So they keep sending me more, mm. and I keep liking them. Do you have any on your wall yet? Or? I don't, but I'm trying to think like, oh, could I burn this into would... a piece of wood and throw yep. it up somewhere? These are words to live by. Okay. Marcus Aurelius. Interesting. Could I give you a few of these, Shauna? Yes, please. And have you rate them? Yeah. Now, normally with white girl quotes, we na- we use a, a scale that has something to do with like... Cucumbers on eyes or... Homemade bath bombs, that, that kind sort of thing. thing. What would be the... The, the men's version of that. Would it be like bottles of beard oil or something? <laughs> Tins of mustache wax? Shirtless men with a hatchet? Well, yeah, that, I mean. Ratchet, ratchet straps? <laughs> ratchet straps. How many ratchet <laughs> straps? We're going to give this one? That's pretty good. Okay. We could do ratchet straps. Right. How many ratchet straps out of 10? We'll Here's do that the one quote. This one. Okay. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself in your way of thinking. Well, that's beautiful mm. i'm gonna jeez give that one seven ratchet straps out of ten. Seven straps hey yeah, seven straps. i'm just we're gonna start that way i mean i might have to readjust the scale you know based on what's coming next but it's new right it's a new concept is, yeah. so play around with it i will i really love this one i've often wondered how it is that every man loves himself more than all the rest of men but yet sets less value on his own opinions of himself than on the opinions of others oh god basically what he's saying is you know, worry more about what you think of yourself than what other people think of you. 
That's pretty pretty white, man. Uh, I'm going to yeah. give this one eight ratchet straps, I think. God, listen to my beard there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I love it. Here's one more. If only you could bottle that sound <laughs> and put that on your wall. Just, just a scratching beard with asterisks around Coming it. here. Can you hear that? I'm a manly man. Yeah. Look at all the dark woods in this room. Can I go to There's... sleep to that? Can we put that in a soothing like, oh, here we go. I could put out an MP3 that's just... Just scratching beards. That sound? That yeah. caveman oh, sound? Oh, yeah. Okay. One more for you. Okay. A man should be upright, not be kept upright. Oh, yeah. That's, Marcus. Jeez, that's Marcus. deep. What are you doing to me, man? We got to whittle that in some wood <laughs> for sure. A little bit of whittling. Oh, my God. Oh. That's nine ratchet straps out of ten right there. It. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was at the grocery store recently, Beckler, and my God, was their retail rock playlist on fire. That is the best place to research retail rock. It sure is. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They'll be wandering through the grocery store and you hear what's on. And you're like, yep, that's in there. Yeah. I get mm. messages all the time. I was at yep. the grocery store. I was at Canadian Tire. I was at, yeah. this is what I heard on the speakers. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's funny because this is the grocery store the last time I went was not playing a retail rock playlist. Remember they were playing like a song with a bunch of swears yeah. and talking about Fergan and they dialed <laughs> they dialed their playlist back oh, in to where it's supposed to be. Oh horizontal hula. I was like, this is just not good. But yeah, they've dialed it right back in. So there are two songs that played back to back and they are they are classics. Okay. Back. The first one's this one here. Jefferson Starship? Oh yeah. We built the city. I was just grooving to this. And then yeah. the, the pinnacle of, I like this song, when I heard it and it came on, I was like, this might be the pinnacle of retail rock right here. This song played. Oh, man. When's the last time you heard this? Probably at a grocery store. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's almost like... Like, whoever produced that song was like, I'm going to produce this so that it sounds good on grocery store speakers. Seriously. Like, I know where this song is going to end up. Yep. yep. So we're just going to get out in front of it. They probably even told, it's Donna Lewis. I wouldn't have even known that no, if I, I didn't search it out. But it was probably, they, they said to Donna, look, like, you know, you'll, you'll have your time, but... Really, we just need to produce your music to sound good on the speakers at a grocery store. It needs so to cool sound really good like, and hollow and, like, yeah. yeah. Now, let's test it out on a speaker, and then you'll see what I mean. And she was like, yeah, you're right. That's Well, we're talking retail rock here. I got a couple more suggestions from friends of the show, if okay, I could. This perfect. is from Blair. Oh, yeah. It's from Sixpence None the Richer, oh, which is one of the worst band names 100%. in music history, I'd mm-hmm. say. It's, yeah. a, it's up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Retail rock is depressing, isn't it? Rondering like, through the oh. cereal aisle with that on, just so I can picture it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. And we've talked a lot about the the weird names that parents choose for their kids these days. They're just getting weirder all getting the time. Weirder, And you know, my, I didn't pick real traditional names for my kids, so maybe not. I shouldn't throw stones here. No. My oldest son is Bo, which, I mean, it's a fairly normal name. Mm. My youngest is Brigham, which is a Mormon name. We are not Mormons, although we do get asked that. Yeah. Um, I met a little kid named Maverick recently. Maverick. That's a great name. Is it though? Yeah. I mean, it's not a name; it's a thing, right? It's mm-hmm. a, a Maverick is a type of person. 
Yeah. The definition here from Merriam-Webster is an independent individual who does not go along with the group or party. Which I'm sure the parents thought sounded really cool, but what if the kid isn't a maverick? What if the kid is totally happy to to exist within the norms of society? I mean, like, all names have meanings, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that your kid's going to... Like, my middle name is Grace, and I'm the... I'm the opposite of graceful. Okay, so really, you just kind of have to go with it. It's a good point. You I know, think my name means man. Andrew means man, well, and I am in fact a male. Okay, so, so that's pretty straightforward. Pretty tough so to mess that one up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, I think when you pick a name like Maverick for your kid, like you're projecting something onto them. You're a maverick. Like the kid's going to be sitting in class, not listening, and he's like, "I'm a, I'm a maverick. I play are by my own rules." Probably just a fan of Top Gun, really. Which you know? I know, which is hilarious. That's no. not, a, it's not a great name, then, is it? No. I don't play by anyone's rules. I'm a maverick. Mm. What if, like, what if Maverick grows up to like, I don't know, work in IT and real company man follows all the protocol. He's His just, name's Maverick. It's Maverick. Yeah. He's now the furthest thing from a maverick. He's happy to just, to just go along with it. Mm. Well, then what? Your parents will be disappointed, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's that their fault for naming you that. Should have been named John then, right? But, yeah, I guess so. Although, as we learned, everyone is named John. Every yes. name, most names. I'm sure Maverick actually mean. means John. So <laughs> Most names mean John when you look into it, yeah. We were just talking about how I think the name Maverick is quite funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I like the name. Yeah, it's mm. a thing, not a name. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on a kid. But I mean, like, we've, we've talked a lot about weird kid names these days parents are just making stuff up right names have meanings and yeah well i mean some of them don't some of them just sound like two sounds have been put well, together that's the right new thing, yeah you know names like chavely yeah or paxer jupston Saden, mavsden nebula tabry tracker camson portly <laughs> portly don't name your kid portly even if you have a cute spelling for it, doesn't matter. Don't name like the port from Puerto Rico and then L E E. Portly. Okay, I want to try this, Shauna. Okay. Because so many of these names, I'm like, some of these sound like prescription drugs almost. Like, I'm going to give you a word, and you have to tell me if that's an actual child's name. Okay. Or the name of a pharmaceutical drug. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> see if you can see how you do here. Selexa. Drug. Yeah, it's an SSRI. Amazing. Twirla. Name. It's brand of birth control. Well, okay. It sounds nice name. Twirla. A twirla. It's like Twyla, but yeah, a little, right? a little, 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 little spicy. A little spicier. Brazen. Name. Yeah, there were 32 boys named Brazen in the year 2017. 32. I like that, actually. United States. Om- Omission. A drug? No, that's a name. Oh, okay. That is a name. Weird. Harvoni. Or Harvony. I don't know how you say it. So Harvony? I don't like even Harmony, know. but Harvony? Drug? Yes. It's for hepatitis C. Oh, good. Rexalin. I hope that's a drug. That's a name. Okay. I was hoping to throw you off with the RX there. I know. But just Rexall. Yeah. Okay. But you never know. That's it, the point is you never know. I thought of another <laughs> nice name of Cholera. I thought that would ring off the tongue, but then it's too close to cholera. But I mean, again, nobody cares. For a drug or a kid? That was for, for a, a girl? <laughs> Could go either Col- way. Cholera? Is cholera here? <laughs> Actually, it's cholera. It's cholera. Oh, okay. Your parents are frigged. DNS in 20 minutes or less. I picked up some cauliflower yesterday, and 
My God, does it stink. Like, I really like <laughs> yeah. cauliflower, but that's one of those those foods that if you choose to cook, you better be ready for the repercussions. It smells of straight farts. I, I left straight my, farts, isn't it? It is. Like, I left my apartment, I came back, and I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, it's one of those foods that if you're having people over, don't cook it in advance. Give yourself a bit of a buffer there. Yeah, yeah. if you do, give ample time to air that back out because people are going to walk into your house and be like... Did you have an incident? Like, is everything okay with your digestive tract, or should we go home? On that note, Sean, I mean, you and I are both big fans of plain chips, particularly plain ruffles. Yep. When you open a bag of plain chips, it smells like farts, too. Why is that? That's interesting. <laughs> Some of the factories. Just drops farts in every bag. It's weird, Made but you're right. Coffee. <laughs> Cauliflower is intense, too. My yeah, ass cast to put in this as well, just so you know. I was thinking, though, there are a few foods like that, and perhaps maybe we could even have a discussion on the top smelliest foods that you can cook the with. Smelliest the smelliest foods to cook? Foods. Oh, man. There's, there's, there are a lot of options. There's a lot of options. Now, are you talking generally smelly or the ones that I find to be? Because I probably have a different sniffer than most people. Just you do I'm have a different a sniffer. Uh, but, I mean, let's have... I, I'm open to discussing Kay. this because I'm curious out of, you know, you think... Well, well, one of the first ones that comes to mind, um, McKenna likes beets, oh. and she cooks up beets, and the whole house smells like, I don't know, like burning earth or something. Interesting. Like, I never like even would have considered that I've lit the soil on one. fire and just buried my face in it. I don't like that at all. Interesting. Sometimes I leave if she's cooking beets. Oh, wow. Okay. Of course, one of the obvious ones would be fish. Fish has a very yeah. distinct smell when you cook it. and. And, like, there's so many jokes about the person who microwaves fish at the office. Can't be doing that. No. Nope. It's a fireable fence as far just, as I'm you concerned. Can't. Yeah. No. Anything burnt, actually, leaves a really bad... So if you're a bad yeah. cook, really, you're, you're screwed. <laughs> like, it just always... You're always going to smell of burnt. Doesn't matter what you're cooking. The smoke and everything that just sits in there, right? Burnt popcorn, probably the worst. And I love popcorn. If you burn that stuff, though, that's in your house for a long time. Yeah, hour. that's a bad gets, one. Gets in your clothes. And- um, I really don't like the smell of fried onions, like when onions are frying. It's a very strong one. And again, like I, when my mom would do it at home, I'd go out for a bit. It was like, you frying onions? Okay, I'll be back in an hour. And like I've lived in apartments where I'm pretty sure that there is like a schedule where someone has to be frying onions at all it's times. It's just that everybody fries onions forever. It's just a very versatile thing to do. So it's everyone's like- always frying <laughs> onions. Why does this place always... Six in the morning. It smells like fried onions in here. Here's one that I think is perhaps the smelliest. Bacon. Yeah. Cooking bacon. Yes. If you cook bacon the day after, like three days later, you can still smell bacon in your clothes and in your house. Yeah. And it just, it sticks there. If you do it in the air fryer, yeah. it doesn't smell as bad. Mm-hmm. And I like to do it on the barbecue for that reason because then the smell is outside. But Yeah. yeah remember, even the ov- onion a little, or uh, the oven a little bit better. But yeah, if you put, oh, I remember man. one boxing day we had bacon for breakfast and then I went to this sale at a snowboard shop mm-hmm. and they had a dog, like a shop dog. And the oh. dog just followed me around the whole time. And I was like, I know. Yeah, I don't have any bacon, but you I can know. almost see the scent of bacon as somebody's walking around. It's like wafting, <laughs> like waves. You're the like smell lines. Yeah, the smell. You're like, oh my god, like, catches Yogi Bear's nose. Yeah, <laughs> all the bacon. Yeah, you you do not want to. I never even thought about that. If you cook bacon and then you're going out for, you know, a nice hike in the woods, you probably you maybe not want <laughs> the, to. The bears. The bears are all like. <laughs> Yeah, we got one. Same with fish, I guess, right? You're marinating yourself for the bears. It's ready to go. <laughs> Rubbing honey on your legs. You're asking for bears. Oh, you that. sure are. I mean, the big one for me, and I mean, absolutely no offense by this, but curry. Curry is a pretty intense smell. Scent. And I yep. think the existence of a spice kitchen in, in cultures that yep. use a lot of curry is 
supporting my argument there. And I love curry, but the the smell of it is very. It's just it's like intense. I love bacon. Like it's yeah. Those smells are just they're ones that if other people don't like them, you're in trouble. It's funny it's, that some things like you don't like the smell of, but then you like the taste of. Mm-hmm. Like certain types of cheese, you're like this smells horrible, but it tastes what, good. That's the joke about that foot cheese. It's disgusting <laughs> to me though. I'm just. <laughs> Like, I can't eat a whole lot of cheese to begin with, so first when it smells of feet, and then I know I can't eat it, or else I'm going to have a bad bum, then just awful. <laughs> You're really laying it on the line there to get that cheese in you, aren't you? <laughs> you really are. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Someone said cabbage and boiled eggs. Boiled eggs are bad, too. I meant like, to mention boiled eggs. That's one of my top ones for sure. I didn't get to it, though. But I love I love cooking boiled eggs, too, and they, but they reek. But eggs, like, not as much as when they're cooking as when you first open them. That's the thing. Like after you've boiled them? Yes. Yeah, that's even worse is the like scent afterward. Because mm. if you boil them, it's really quite scentless. It's just that like the opening of eggs, like that is when the, the smell comes out. McKenna has this little thing that boils like six eggs at a time and oh. she loves boiled eggs. So they're always going and it's like, and the boys complain too. We're like, it stinks in here. She could man, she eat some smelly food. Like, I, so do I. My nightmare is the smell of certain salads, like mm. certain dressings on salads. Which is like hilarious. To really me. vinegary dressings and stuff. Like, if, if I'm at a table and there's a big bowl of, like, Caesar salad there, I will ask someone to move it away from me. Oh, wow. Because even sitting near it is too much. That's hilarious. I, I'm not going to lie. I cook a lot of, like, smelly foods, and every time I cook, I, I think about how much you'd be disturbed. <laughs> like, often. Like, more often than not, when I'm cooking something, like, Beckler would be so disgusted by this right now. Yuck. Like, oh. I mean, yeah. I made Caesar food the other day and there's like you know squid and that so i'm like oh my god becker would be oh you'd just be grossed right out and like spinach and all kinds of stuff that you'd be like ew i wish i love i wish i liked seafood i wish i liked fish like i would like to get into fishing like to you know fly fish on the bow river and then eat my catch but i don't really like fish oh my god i love seafood i love it do you like like wild caught fish from like around here too yeah okay so if i get into fishing then I'll you eat, eat the fish that oh, I catch? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's a good relationship. Uh, also, somebody just mentioned asparagus, and I was like, yeah, asparagus has a scent when you cook it, and then it makes your pee smell, too. So it's just a smelly-ass <laughs> thing all around. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Have you read much about the uh, the extent of the economic impact to Russia? Yeah. As a result of the war? Mm-hmm. So I saw a headline yesterday from a French publication that said, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and Starbucks pull out of Russia. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out they are just a, a few of, I guess, 290 or so companies who have ceased operations in that country. Well, I don't know if you've seen any of the footage, but essentially there's lots of people taking videos and stuff walking down streets in Russia and basically all the stores are shut. Really? Like all the clothing stores and all those big chains are all now shut. So it's just, yeah. Because, I mean, you mentioned yesterday too that Visa and MasterCard mm-hmm. have... They're uh, they're about to and all have already stopped. Yeah. So, Which, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's a different conversation altogether. I mean, it's kind of a bit scary to think that something as important as your credit card could be frozen because your country did something well, and wrong, it, right? I was, yesterday I was saying, like, that's, that's terrifying. For, I actually feel a little badly for Russians because, I mean, they're walking down and all their, everything's shutting down. Yeah. Right? Like they're, and then you think, like, you won't be able, they soon won't be able to get, like, a, a Coke or a Pepsi anywhere in the country once the stock that's on the shelves right now runs out. Which it's running out extremely quickly. That's it. Like basically by the end of day, if they're ceasing operations, it's going to be gone. And I guess that is kind of the idea, right? To send mm-hmm. a message to the country if you have a population that's that becomes so uncomfortable 
because of you know the lack of access to all this stuff, then maybe they pressure the government and maybe this brings an end to it. Is that how that works, though? Because that's, that's my curiosity about the whole thing. It's like, I know that that's, in theory, what's supposed to happen here, but is this actually going to, you know... Well, well, ah, well, yeah, I mean, Pepsi's pulling out, so... Well, this article I was reading yesterday, they were, ta- they were interviewing one professor, and he was saying that, obviously, you know, Russians will survive without Big Macs, right? They'll survive without McDonald's, but it might cause them to question why everything has shut down. Mm. You know, because the information that the average person in Russia is getting is going to be very different than the information that we're getting. Yes, and they apparently yeah. a recent poll was done where they said now over 70% of Russians support this war. Really? And you wonder why. You wonder what information they are getting throughout all this, right? So, yeah, maybe you're... So you start to look around, you're like, man, I can't get anything anymore. Like, all the stores are closed. The whole all world the is against us. Why? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? What's really going on out there? Are we being told the truth? So that is the idea, I okay. think, and whether or not it's that effective. Although this one professor pointed to there were 200 or some companies that pulled out of South Africa during the fall of apartheid. Mm-hmm. So that's... I mean, it kind of had an effect there, and they're yeah. hoping this will have the same sort. And it's all from the business perspective too. It's the optics of continuing to Absolutely. profit in a country yep. that's, you know, that has invaded another country. So it it all kind of adds up. But you're right. I do also feel bad for just the average Russian person who won't be able to get supplies. Doesn't Anything. really know what's going on no. outside their country and. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. That's real tough. VNS in 20 minutes or less. My boyfriend Cliff asked me the other day what what my dream proposal is. Really? Yeah. Which is oh. it? Oh my God, Shauna is Cliff proposing? No, to it's you? not. We've already talked oh about this. Oh my God. But he was talking because out of curiosity, cause that's really annoying. By the way. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Nope. Uh, but yeah, we were just talking, and, and I it was funny because I was thinking about that, and I was like, I actually don't know. And then I was starting to think, I was like, obviously you wanted to be something meaningful. And I was like, one of the big things that our relationship kind of centered around for a long time was the Blue Jays, because that's how we started hanging out. We were watching Blue Jays games together. And mm-hmm. then since then, we've traveled and we'd seen them quite a bit. And Yeah, you guys are both big Jays fans. We are. So I was like, something to do with that. I, I also thought maybe something to do with skiing, but I kind of forced him into that. That's not as mutual as, as the Blue Jays were for the two of us. So... It's like, that would be something nice. Then I got thinking about it. I was like, you know those super cliche, like, Jumbotron proposals? Yeah. I don't know if I'd be that opposed to that. Oh, really? Which sounds crazy. You you like the big Jumbotron proposal. Well, because everybody else talks about how it's their biggest nightmare. Like, you always see it, and it's really romantic on TV Mm -hmm. and movies, but everybody I've talked to is like, I would never, ever want that. Yeah, it's been poked fun at in TV and movies, too. There was a Friends episode where they poked fun at that, right? Mm, I don't know if or Mike was going to propose to Phoebe on the the big screen, and and she she didn't want it. Yeah, so. and I mean the, the one thing is is if you do that and she's not expecting a proposal at all, and that's when things it's can awkward. go really awkward because you're you'd like that, hey? Yeah, at a Jays game too, make it really special. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, please turn your attention to the big screen. Although the concept of it, I think, and then physically thinking of Cliff trying to get down on one knee, I'm like, he's, he'd fall down the bleachers or something, and that would all be really awkward. But the concept of that kind of romantic to me, uh-huh. even though it's cliche. It's funny because I have a friend who wanted to propose at an Arkells show, mm-hmm. and uh, she and, and him are massive Arkells fans, and so he was actually going to reach out to the band. And and see if there was a way that they could do it that way too. Oh, and those guys would have done it, I bet. I think so. They're super cool like that. Oh yeah, and that reminded me of X Fest the one time where a couple actually proposed right before I think it was July Talk, and I was up on stage and got to be witness to that, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Very too. cool. Because they're huge Very, fans oh, of the band, man. and so like that 
Those are grand gestures, but I, they're kind of romantic, even though I know they're kind of cliche. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm surprised you did not strike me as the grand gesture type of person. I know, but. and again, I'm like, I don't know if it's the concept, like, because would I actually want it to happen to me, or is it that I think the concept is romantic? It's just fun when it happens. But I don't know. I, I think those are when I see those happen to others, I'm like, that's romantic. One time, I saw someone propose to someone at a Lloyd Minster Bobcats Junior B hockey game, and I was like. That's. I don't know about this. Well, <laughs> my boyfriend just told me about how that happened at a at an Edmonton WHL game. Yeah, and same thing. It was <laughs> couldn't quite get the Oilers, but the Oil Kings will do it. Mm-hmm. And I guess she didn't know about it, and he said the whole thing was extremely <laughs> oh, awkward. No. And I was like, oh, that's the risk you that's run. That's the problem. Yeah. BNS in twenty minutes or less. I was thinking one thing that's really been ruined in the smartphone age is the ability to hang up the phone angrily. Totally. I was watching this documentary and this journalist was calling around trying to get someone to go on the record and talk to him and he kept getting hung up on and some people were not happy. And they hang, slam down the receiver and like you could, when you were on the other end of an angry hang up back then, you could hear it. Yeah. You could hear the phone, like the receiver rattle around in the carriage there. It's true. And you knew that you had been hung up on angry. I have one of these phones right here. Like you could. Yep. Good day to you, sir. And it was satisfying. It was, it was just so that, that right there. It's just to be able to, like, trying to angrily hang up when you're trying to hit the red button in your Can't phone. Do it. You're all frantic, and then you miss the red button, and you feel like the idiot. See, you're like, like the, well, this is stupid. And all the other person, they, they don't hear anything. They no, just they the, don't. And then you just don't get the relief. And, and you. Yeah, that's. That's you not the same thing. You want to. Yeah. Good day. I said good day. That's what you want right there. Mm-hmm. I missed that. The kids yeah. won't never know that feeling. Although, do you remember hearing people and like they'd miss the receiver for a while and yeah, it would rattle around and you're like, then they try again, again. And you're like, you're like, uh, that, you're, son of a, do you, do you need help over there or yeah, you missed it, you missed it. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Mind if I go first? Do it. Okay, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with this doctor, and it was on the topic of COVID. Uh, but he used a term that I hadn't heard before, VIP syndrome. Do you know that? Nope. So if you work in medicine, maybe you know about this, because the term goes all the way back to 1964. But it's this this phenomenon where a very wealthy or famous or influential person comes to a hospital, and their power influences the decisions that are made regarding their health care. So... Like the doctors and nurses are at risk of deviating from their normal procedures because of who this person is. And they said sometimes it can have detrimental effects. The example this guy gave was that nobody wants to do the rectal exam on the billionaire whose name is on the wing of the hospital. And so then he doesn't I mean, get the I, tests I would, he needs. And, interesting, because I would definitely volunteer to do that, I, just for the story. Like, guess who's, <laughs> guess who's the new side was up in earlier today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they talked You'll about. You'll never believe. They talked about uh, like you know assassination attempts against like the Pope or famous politicians, and it's the same sort of thing. Like there's wow. just so much power that comes with them that you know this is the this is the course of action that we normally take, but we're not going to with this person. Even though, but you're right to be like, I was in the Pope's butt earlier today. Right? <laughs> I had my glove right up in there. I'll Guys, it. give it to me. <laughs> Shauna, right here. I need I need a good story from here. I'm already geared up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the left or the right? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What did you learn, Shauna? Uh, actually, well, we were talking about parrots, then you mentioned Alex the parrot, and I just got reading a bit more about Alex this parrot, and it's absolutely fascinating. Like, he knew more than 100 words, 
and he could identify a shape and the color and the texture and what the, the, the like the the triangle was made of, for example. So you could just go and be like, "What's this?" And Alex, this parrot would know because it had enough vocabulary to be able to tell you that. Which is the videos are creepy. It's like. I used to do a pretty good Alex the Parrot impression. I don't know if I can do it anymore. Please try. When Bo was little, me and McKenna used to show him these videos. And, That's amazing. And then I'd do the impression and he'd laugh. But Alex would see like a number four and he'd go, four. That's, <laughs> That's how he talks. That is... or what color is this, Alex? Orange. That's so crazy. That is like, I would be creeped right <laughs> out. But I guess those, those African gray parrots, which are the most intelligent type of parrot, they have the same IQ, they say, as a four-year-old. Yeah. Which yeah. is nuts. But when Alex died, he was 31, I guess, when he passed away. And as he was passing away, he said, you be good. I love you to his no. own. No, he ET'd everybody he as he left? He ET'd everyone. Like, how? Go, oh my God. It gives me the heebie-jeebies to think that your parrot would say that to you. You'd just be bawling. Your parrot's like, you be good. I love you. Oh, my God. Did another parrot deliver his eulogy? Holy, <laughs> I hope so. Alex was smart. <laughs> Alex? Alex? <laughs> the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. With International Women's Day passing yesterday, we're celebrating the accomplishments of trailblazing women from Alberta throughout history. Yesterday, we spoke of Rosella Bjornsson, a born and raised Albertan who became the first commercial pilot and then captain in Canada. And today, we're going to highlight Canada's first female police officer who was appointed right here in Alberta. Annie Mae Jackson was born in Ontario, but moved to Edmonton as a young woman. Her sister lived in Lacombe, and in 1909, she came to visit when she decided that Alberta is where she belonged. She then moved to Edmonton to work for the Children's Aid Society and the Ruthenian Home for Girls, which assisted in helping immigrant women learn English and find work. At the time, police were growing increasingly concerned about quote-unquote pimps who were hanging out near railway stations trying to recruit young farm girls and immigrants to come work for them. This is when the idea of a female on the police force was born. R.B. Chadwick was the name of the officer in charge of hiring at the Edmonton Police Department at the time, and he had 47 applicants who desired to help these young vulnerable women. Their position description was actually to protect the morals of young women and girls. Annie Jackson was ultimately chosen as she had previously worked with vulnerable women and had experience with the quote-unquote class of the young girls this department would be dealing with. She had a starting monthly salary of $75 and worked to keep young flappers in line for five years. Flappers! Unfortunately, when she got married, she was then forced to quit the police force to resume her duties as a housewife. In 1959, Annie was struck by a speeding car after it skidded 30 meters down 103rd Street in Edmonton. That neighborhood is now known as Jackson Heights, with a nearby park and road also named in her honor. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.